Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Is doing some research over here on tonight's topic, some last minute research. Tonight, we are talking about half halts. Half halts are very complicated, very important, and very difficult to understand. So in tonight's lecture, we are going to be focusing on half halts, everything about half halts. If you have questions and you're watching live, ask us in the chat. There's also a workshop all about half halts that we have on sale this weekend only. So be sure to check that out either above or below this video. And what other announcements do we have? Oh yeah, we missed last Thursday. We were doing a top, oh, top, top secret, secret, secret activity that we'll all find out about later. A top secret photo shoot, which was, um, it was very fun. The photos came out well. So they are in hiding until a future date. And the other exciting thing is my YouTube channel is almost to 100,000 subscribers. So thank you all. If you've been watching my videos for a long time, some of the old videos are pretty cringeworthy. But we are going to do something very exciting when we get to 100,000 subscribers. What do you think we should do? I was brainstorming things we should do. What did you come up with? What did I come up with? I Well, if I tell it. them, then it's... Right, so let's just wait until okay. we get there. So when we get to 100,000 subscribers, we're going to do something exciting. So help us out by subscribing to YouTube and um, get your friends to subscribe. And we have a lot of really good videos coming out as well. I feel like I've really kind of dialed it in. I know what you all enjoy and we've been honing in on our YouTube strategy. So get ready for that. Okay. To get started with half halts. First of all, what is a half halt? It's exactly that. It's, a, it's not a full halt, uh, but anyway, you just end up rebalancing your horse. But see, I don't like the word halt because i think when you people start thinking stop yeah and there's really nothing about stopping in a half halt and that's why people get very confused about the word that's how come you when you read it in some of the books it says parada parada well i guess it's parade really right yes it's, i mean you spell it the same way so did you know that a half halt is also called parada i said parade Maybe it's parade. I don't know. Okay. So this book that I'm reading, The Way to Perfect Horsemanship, he calls it a parada. And this is his definition. A coordinated action of hands, seat, and legs to get a horse to flex its haunches and collect itself. However, contrary to the eret, it is not an absolutely simultaneous use of leg and hand which I think is a good thing to point out because leg and hand is contradictory. Right. Then you get, if you do it at the same time, the horse doesn't know what to do. 
So in the word belong, the word belongs to the classical language of dressage. It has no place in utilitarian equitation where the rule is always legs without hand, hands without legs. A parade is too tricky for the average rider and can teach a horse disobedience to hands and legs. <laughs> That's a little harsh, don't you think? Um, they wrote like that back in the day. <laughs> they didn't save anybody their feelings. That's a, that is a fact. Oh, look, Susan says, yes, that's what they call a half halt in Germany. Awesome. So yeah, we, we learned a new word for a half halt. <clears throat> um, but yeah, when I think about riding a half halt, so the definition, like the USDF, the FEI definition is about rebalancing your horse and getting their attention. And so there's really nothing about diminishing the energy. It's just about organizing the energy so that you can do something with it. Do you agree? Yes, that's yes. exactly it. So there, there's not a stopping of anything, more like a redirecting. Yeah. And so the aids for a half halt, they are basically leg, seat, hand. I think that's the sequence that I use. But the tricky part about half halts is that there's not a formula. Like it's a little bit different for different types of horses. Do you agree? Yeah. It, the idea is always the same. You need to drive them and say, hey, don't go anywhere. <laughs> go, but don't go. And so they, they go. Yeah. If they're too long, you know, if they're downhill, you say, go, don't go. Go, don't go. And then they start to come up. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's different for your horse as they develop. Like the kind of half halt that you ride on a four-year-old is very different from a half halt that you ride on a Grand Prix horse. And or anything in between, you know, with the horse's ability to rebalance and collect is, it determines whether or not you're going to actually get to total collection. I mean, it, the horse's understanding of the whole thing varies too. So yeah. You can't ask for more than they can do. You got to show it to them slow. Yes. Okay. We have a few questions. So Miko says, how do you teach a green horse a half halt? So initially I just make the full transition. I go walk, trot, walk, trot, walk, trot. Then I'll push the trot on and then pretend I'm going to make a walk. And then as the horse rebalances himself to walk, then I'll push the trot on again. And if he doesn't come back in the trot to get himself ready for the walk, then I actually make the walk transition. And that's yeah. how I do it on starting out horses. Yeah. And then I also, someone in the comments says, I found it more effective since I've gotten inside leg to outside rein. Is this on the right track? Definitely. Right. Because your horse has a better understanding and you've created a body that you can influence more, right? As a horse collects up, you, you take a, a square table, right? With four legs that is very stable and we turn it into a unicycle and the horse is training at any point is somewhere between a four post table and a unicycle. The closer to unicycle, the more maneuverable it is. Yes. Yes. But the other reason, like 
going back to the question of green horse or young horse, the other reason inside leg to outside rein helps in addition to the physical is that mental side, because when your horse is off the inside leg, they're focusing to the inside of the arena and that helps to get their attention. And I think that sometimes we forget that there's both a physical and a mental component of half halts. And the mental component is really important because it's just like, hey, pay attention. I'm up here. Something's coming. So I feel like with a young horse, sometimes it's like more mental. And then as you move up the levels, it's more physical. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I see it. Yeah. But it definitely your half halt evolves with your horse. So as your relationship becomes more intimate, um, your communication becomes more in tune and you don't have to do as much. So like Herman said, with a young horse, you might have to halt them so that they listen the next time. But then as you train them up the levels, it's just like this little seat leg hand, like, hey, something's coming. And then they get your attention. You get their attention. Yeah, you get them with you. Yeah. In the in the cowboy vernacular that you get them with you. Yes. Um, okay. Here's another good question from Janice. How do you achieve a half halt without any loss of rhythm and tempo? Is it by asking for the horse to shorten and lift in his stride, but keep the rhythm and tempo? That's a good question. I, um, I just think legs before I take the ring, right? I, I, th I think drive into a half halt. So I may even lighten the rein a little to soften that contact, encourage the horse to go towards the bit and then do the rein part of the half halt. And then the other thing is, you know, the biggest part of the half halt is the release. Yeah. And a lot of times you kind of half halt within the rhythm or within the tempo, like especially in the canter, you want to half halt on the, on the upbeat. upbeat. And yeah. so it's like half halt, half halt, half halt. Right. That's true. It's it's you've got to do it within the rhythm of the gate you're in. So with the trot, it would be that you pick a diagonal and you do it then. You don't do it, just do it, do it, do it, because then the horse goes, what? You do, you got to do it in the rhythm of the gate. Yeah, yeah. And and also remember to release. The other thing I think is really important with half halts is that you do smaller half halts more frequently. And I think that's a big mistake that I see a lot of riders making is that they wait until their horse is like completely distracted or completely on the forehand and out of balance instead of giving half halts that are a little more frequent and when you do them more frequently then you can make smaller adjustments it's like when you're driving on the freeway and you're staying in your lane you make little adjustments you don't like swerve to the median and then swerve to the other side right. you don't turn out of your lane either you just sort of <laughs> when you change lanes you just drift over into the other lane but often yeah. when people are learning to ride there's so much going on that you don't like realize that you're you know completely out of balance in the wrong lane until you are until you hit the wall and you go, oh how did i get here <laughs> again I guess that happens when you're first learning to drive. I remember when I was first learning to drive, I was so afraid of staying in my lane. I was like constantly looking and 
Yeah. Right. Everybody drives at 16. You got the 10 and the two and the gas and you're looking. And then, you know, a couple of years later, you know, you got a sandwich and your knee and, <laughs> and the music blast. Music blast and driving with your knee on the cell phone, eating a sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So here is a good question from Callie Is it normal to be able to get better half halts in the canter than in the trot? I just don't feel the haunches come under as well in the trot. Um, I don't. I think it depends on the horse. And I don't know that it's a better half halt. It's easier to feel because the, the gait, right? Yeah. Because you get the canter and it's got the the up, middle, down part. So it's easier to feel them sit when you make the half halt. In the trot, it's because it's a more even thing, because it's diagonal pairs, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as much. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, okay, here's a question. Can a half halt be done without horses being effective with inside leg to outside rein? Say that right. That's a good question. So can you ride a half halt if your horse isn't connected from inside leg to outside rein? I would say huh. that's I an interesting that question. Theoretically, yes. But it would be hard. Because it just sort of implies that there is there's a rigidity there that you'd be pulling against if you don't really have access into the rib cage. Yeah. So I would say that most of the time when I'm riding a half halt, I usually do it like with a little shoulder for positioning or like in a corner or on some kind of a turn because a circle or a turn will help you get inside leg to outside rein and that will help to make your half halt more effective. Rarely do I have my horse perfectly straight and ride a half halt. Like sometimes I do. Say I'm going up the center line for a test, you know, and I need to halt. I will. That's an instance where I'll be a little bit more like half halting with both reins at the same same time. But I find it way more effective if your horse is slightly connected inside leg to outside rein, and it's not like they're going sideways on four tracks. But inside leg to outside rein could be described as a form of a half halt, I guess. Like yeah, and then the other thing, to keep, even if you're tracking right, left leg to right hand is still, you always, at whatever moment, in whatever direction, you always have to be able to have your horse right leg to left hand and left leg to right hand. You always have to be able to ride your horse diagonally through at yeah. any given moment. It isn't. Oh, I go right, so it's my right leg to my left hand the whole time. It it's sometimes it's left leg to right hand, even yeah. though you're going to the right. And I think a big part of why we like why we ride inside leg to outside rein is because it allows us to be more effective. We all know that if our horse bolts, that pulling back on two reins is never gonna work. They're gonna just brace against you and, and they're stronger than yeah. There's no way, even you with your, you know, your big old guy. And I'm never going to be, well, no. you can, you guys can Google it. It's fantastic. There's a lot of them where they try to figure out how strong a horse actually is. And so they got 20 strong <laughs> men on the end of a rope and there's Bessie <gasps> tied to it. And there's a tug of war and there's the farmer and he goes, yeah, mule. and then the horse pulls all 20 big, huge dudes into the mud. Um, that's 20 men. You are, whoever is out there, you are not stronger than 20 men. So you can't pull with both hands. You can't pull. There's just, you're not going to win that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that really is the art 
of a half halt. And that's like the art of horsemanship is you're not stronger than your horse and you can't use words to talk to them. So how are you going to communicate with them? You need a plan B then. <laughs> this mysterious thing we call half halts, I guess. And the aids and the aids are the language which we use and we teach them the aids and then we can refine those aids and it gets subtle and more subtle all the time. Okay, so I have a question for you, for everyone watching and for you. Let's say you're riding training level test three. Training level test three is how long is it? Three to five? Five minutes. Five minutes. How many half halts are you going to ride in your training level test three from beginning to end? So the oh, judge rings the bell, you go down the center line until the end of your test, halt to X. How many half halts have you ridden with your horse in, at the end of the test? At the end of the test. Give that oh a thought. My God. Think about too how many transitions, even training level test three. How many transitions do you have to ride in training level test three? Because you have to halt. The halt, then the depart. Trot. Okay, I don't see any responses in the chat. Come on, put your number in the chat. Sixty-ish. Oh. Okay, thank you, thank you, Renell. We yeah, need I like that number numbers. Too. Um. No idea. Not even close to that. Okay. We like to see numbers. We want to see some numbers. We want to get everyone's out. shy. 75. Okay. Thank you. I like that I'm number. Trying to think 90. About it this way. So there's like what, 27 movements in it? 22 movements? Yeah. So yeah, about three half halts of movement. All right. I can go with that. It seems kind of in the ballpark 75 amanda says as many as the transitions and our movements in the test amanda's with you yeah that's that's kind of where you go cheryl says not enough that's funny that would be that... me just so you know i don't ever ride enough i don't ever really get ready enough that is oh my gosh i watch my videos later and they go wow <laughs> Christiana says, I have no idea, but now you've got me thinking. Yeah, I'd never thought of that either. Um, Susan says, a lot, probably 50 plus, 50. Yeah, okay. I think that's probably, I mean, if you, I'm just yeah. going with three half halts per movement. Yeah. And I mean, I would say, I don't know, I'd say between 50 and 100, maybe. It's hard because there's a balance with half halts. You don't want to half halt every single stride. Because you'll just quit going yeah your horse like it's like if you're shouting like in our relationship right if i'm shouting at you all the time you're gonna just start to ignore me right but i need to communicate with you enough that you understand what i'm saying that we're on the same page right yeah so um i think that's true with your horse and i think that a lot of times half halts are like little check-ins so if you feel like your horse is going out of balance, if you feel like your horse is distracted, it's just like a check-in. And hopefully the nice, polite, soft first half halt works. And then you can leave your horse alone again. You want your half halts to be effective. So when you give a half halt, that your horse kind of brings their attention back to you, that your horse looks back at you, that they um, allow you to control their energy in that moment um and the really tricky part about half halts is that they require feel and the timing is yeah the timing timing and feel so 
half halts are something that develop as you become a better and more sophisticated rider. When right, just the same way you can influence the horse more as it knows more, you have more influence when you know more. Yeah. Because we both taught people who do the half halt at the canter on the downstroke, and you think, oh my God, here comes a somersault. I've never seen that before. So, yeah, timing is critical. Yes. Um, okay, so Tina says, so you're using it to keep them paying attention. Something is about to happen. Yes, that is part of half halt is keeping them paying attention. Part of it is also making sure that they are staying in balance and that you have control of the energy. I really think about half halts as kind of like adding energy so that you can do something with it. Because typically you ride a half halt like before a corner, before a circle, before a transition. That's the most typical place right, where you ride Right, because that's where the horse is going to want to get long and get on the forehand because calorically it's more effort to stay upright and bring those legs up higher to come through a turn. They burn less calories if they can get long and just sort of bank it. So they go, wow, I'm more efficient if I don't burn my calories and I do a sluffy corner. Yeah. So that's why into the corners and into the circles, you've got to make sure you've created that activity. Yeah. And then Callie has a good point. Well, aren't there times when you need to do a half halt, not for a transition? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And feel free to write the thousands of places that might happen. Um, certainly coming down the long side and the trash truck is coming or the <laughs> yes, the gators coming by the motors. Well, we have motorcycle. We have a very we have a country road. And so on the, on the weekends, weekends, oh all my those gosh, bikers. Oh, wait, I'm wearing, I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, he has yeah. a loud Harley. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah those moments when you see the horse's ears go and you're like uh oh yeah. losing them yeah so, absolutely and i it's it's funny in in so inside the half halt workshop which i hope you all get because like what we're talking about tonight is just like the tip of the iceberg there's so much more that you need to learn about half halts the workshop includes like 11 exercises and two lectures so it really is everything you need to learn about half halts. But one thing I talk about inside that workshop is watching your horse's ears. And that's a sign of if your half halt is working or not. So like Herman said, the trash truck comes, the bikers, whatever, your horse's ears are outside of the arena like antenna. With an effective half halt, you should be able to get your horse's inside ear to tip back and look at you. And that is a big part of a half halt is getting your horse's attention so that you can do something so that you can ride a transition so that you can ride a circle so that um, you feel safe and in control because when you have your horse's attention and focus, it's a much better feeling. There's that, a lot more relaxation and it's easier to think. Um, yeah. Which leads right into this one. What, what's the name? Um, Pariah Mouse says, I, I get told to half it a lot when the horse is building intensity. We don't necessarily want. Is that correct? Um, I'm, I'm understanding that to mean that the horse is starting to 
kind of boil out of control and they're making a lot of half halts. If that's what you're saying, then I wouldn't half halt in those moments because you've got to let the steam out of the pot. And if your horse is starting to boil over and you make a lot of half halts, you're going to make more boiling over. But you have to control the energy and the right. You've got to allow it out, right? It's not a free for all, but you do have to let some steam out of the pot. Otherwise, it's going to go boom. But see, I think that brings up a really interesting point, which is that half halts are different if your horse is feeling hot versus your horse is feeling lazy. And that's the tricky thing. So like when we think about the aids for a half halt, leg seat hand, if you have a lazy horse, it's going to be a lot of leg. Like it's going to be like leg, leg. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, quick little rain. Leg, leg, quick little rain. If you have a horse that's like super hot and that wants to rush and that and that is running away from you, your half halts are going to be more huggy more leg. seat. Yeah, a little deeper seat, a little huggy leg, rain, no and, rain. And but, inside leg to outside yeah. rain. So that's more of a yeah. cuddly sensation. And huggy. that's one thing that I really go into detail in the half halt workshop on is helping you understand your horse's temperament based on their energy level and then how you need to adjust your patterns, your exercises and your aids to help your horse with their energy level and with their temperament. And I think that, again, that's the tricky part of a half halt is that there's not a formula. We can't sit here and tell you three pounds of the outside rain with two and a half pounds of the inside leg then followed it's just not <laughs> right it's not like we can write a um a cake recipe for you to follow and you're going to get the perfect half halt it's something that you have to experiment with you have to figure out and then you have to read your horse and adjust to your horse's energy level to the amount of distraction they are feeling to the amount of imbalance that they are feeling, um, all of that. Okay, so. So the release in the half halt, you see that question? Yes, that's a good one. So while you're sitting here at your chair, we can all do this together. So you've got your. Oh, I like this. You got your riding position. Okay, now tighten every, every muscle in your body, just tighten everything. Right now, exhale and just keep your position and just be there. So there's your half hold. Now, but do you really <laughs> tighten all your muscles? And no, I'm just give, no, I don't. Most of my core, some thigh core, then the reins. Now, so you feel that everything got tight and then you release that. Everything gets tight, you release that. You can also make everything tight, release and move your hands a bit to the front depending on your horse so like when you release the hand forward a little bit if he falls on his head well that was too much so that's but you have to play with that and you with your horse and you find out what's too much and what's too little based on their reaction okay so hopefully that helps the one question about the okay the release how do you use your wrists in Half in the usual way show them um so thumbs are on top they hold the rein knuckles are to the front pinkies down the bottom your palms face each other and 
the rain, I have it locked down with those two fingers. And then my hands are kind of half open most of the time, unless I'm suppling. Or if I make a half halt, and then I make a fist, and then it's soft, and then I open it. But the rain always stays the same because the rain is locked down between my thumb and my pointer finger. <clears throat> yes. And I also sometimes... Um, so I did a clinic once with Juan Matuda and he told me with my wrist to go like, like this, like half all, half all, half all. Right. Half if, if you're going, with, but your horse is Grand Prix horse. Okay. With a Grand Prix horse. <laughs> that makes a lot yeah, more sense but, to a Grand Prix But horse. it was really interesting because with Harvey, like when I just did these little wrist half halts, what that did was it started to really lift up his withers and his shoulders without creating a brace because right. without him leaning on me because once you get your horse to grand prix collection this right this little bit has a big impact because you've already got his you've already made your unicycle where you're on a first level horse and this isn't nearly as impactful and that but goes you always back to want to start with a little half Oh yeah. Like you always want to start with the softest half halt you can give and then go to something that's a little bigger. Um, and yeah, Carol says, my husband and I were just talking about how confusing a half halt was last night. I said rebalancing. He thought it was all in the reins. So it's never all in the reins. So much of riding, it should be 70% seat, 20% legs, 10% hands. Yeah. That's my thing. Okay. So let's go. Well, so I hope that's honest enough. If that was really clear. Oh, what, yeah. What, someone says, Have we been clear about half halts tonight? So Evergreen Let said that thanks. That <laughs> was really clear. clear. I really hope that um, that's honest and we're not uh, satire. Yes. Yes. But if you're still confused, definitely check out the workshop on half halts. I, there's two PowerPoint lectures in there where I go through like step-by-step -step half halts in a much more organized fashion. There's lots of exercises to help you. And I want to finish by you all typing in the chat, the feeling that you want from a half halt. So like, let's say that you've just ridden a very nice half halt and your horse is balanced and you've gotten their attention what does that feel like let me know in the chat i asked this question on instagram and someone said that a good half halt is like when the sun shines through the clouds oh the jesus rays the jesus rays yes <laughs> okay mary says elevation what do you think of in a half halt um <laughs> i can't repeat what I'm floating one day it's it's just that all is right in the universe. I'm connected to my horse. Everything is easy. I don't have a care in the world. And I'm like, I could do this. Oh, shit. Then it went wrong. But <laughs> there's that moment where you go, oh, this is it. Yeah. Oh, I like Amanda says whoosh. Yeah. That's what a half out feels uh, like. To answer the person with a spooky horse, yes, you want to make more frequent half halts, but not very strong ones. You don't want to make the horse more scared. The other thing when i ride a spooky horse is i really push them sideways like i stand in a circle for a good yeah. long time so inside leg to outside rein your half halts are those really diagonal aids and a lot of times i kind of don't let the horse listen 
Like, don't let the horse look at whatever they're spooking at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Julie says, I'll let you know when I feel it one day. Yeah. <laughs> An airplane getting ready to take off and you have all the energy in your seat. Yes. Yeah, but accomplished unity. is good too. Yes. It's a very emotional thing. Yes. Riding a powerful wave, feeling connected. Awesome. Yeah. I think yeah, connect. I, I mean you're just you and the horse are one and everything is right. Yeah. 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 It's a process, you know, learning to ride, learning half halts, all of it is just a process. And it's great that you take the time to come to these lectures and learn about the theory. And then you have to go out and try it tomorrow and try some different things. Some of it's gonna work, some of it's not gonna work. That's all part of the experience. And yeah, check out our workshop on half halts. It's on sale this weekend. You have until Sunday to sign up. So we hope to see you inside the workshop. And um, anything else? Um, we'll be here next Thursday. We'll and then hi back, we whoever think? that is. Yes, someone uh, just jump it says. Just jump it, hi. Can we say hi? Hello, hello everyone. Thank you guys for coming here live. This was always fun, fun on Thursday night. And... Let's see. Clever says right now it's more like tapping a brake too hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. when you're driving a new car and, and it's oh, like. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh, I'm going to use that. I'm not giving you any credit, but I'm going to use that. <laughs> like you just tap the brake too, too hard. hard. You get that. You throw everybody loose oh, in the car. Oh, you're four students. You're four students. I found another way to torture them. I'm you're excited. not always very nice. Okay, we'll see you all next. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions and I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.